you know what? I knew this was coming, and yet I am still unprepared with a catchy slogan or introduction. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to keep it cute. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Almost Blurred. It is your girl, Dove Cat. And mm-hmm. below me <laughs> on the screen is my other co host. What's your name? JB. Um, sir. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. What's we up? Back. What's up? We're back. Hopefully with um no technical issues. Mm-mm. Um and we're I doing think we resolved time. them early this time. Yeah, we did. Can you imagine we would have been recording and then all of a sudden my mic just went out? Right. Uh, we're not that anymore. We've grown past it. Past it. Look at us being better now. <laughs> okay. So so before we really dive into this, um, Spotify is doing their wrapped for podcast thing. Hmm. And just want to one throw out there that as going through is giving us some information here. We are the places that we are most loved are in the US well, and Australia. Really? Yes, I actually know, um, have some podcast cousins in Australia, so it may be them. And Uh-oh. I think she's actually um posted this on her stories and stuff too. But, oh, she, yeah, is mm-hmm. she um, is she melanated? Yes, yes, um, her their podcast is called For Your Reference, mm-hmm. they do TV and movie reviews. They need to invite me on, They're, you know, they it's the time, it's the time zone different, that's the hard part. Like, yeah, there, there is like such a big difference in time that it's hard to schedule something with them. But they are all. Do they have accents? Says, huh? Oh, yes, she does. They have accents. I want to hear. What's <laughs> yeah. the name of it? It's for, called For Your Reference. Um, yeah. Let me type that out because I'm going to go back and listen because y'all know I love a good accent. Yeah, they're pretty cool, but. Also, find that a hundred percent of the people that listen to us listen to us between the times of eleven a.m. and five p.m. That is very specific to know that everyone listens to us within that time frame. So I'm going to assume that you guys are listening to us while we're at work. I mean, you're at work. We are glad. But to I have, have a you question. Your days. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But if it's if if you're listening to us at work, are you listening, listening, or are we just background noise? There's a difference. There is a difference. And I want you to listen. I don't want to be background noise. I want you to laugh at us, laugh with (laughs) us, and not Mm -hmm. just be an afterthought as you're going through your Excel sheet. Well, I'm hoping they're listening, listening. This thing says that this is for us. We have released 2,753 minutes worth of content. Really? I guess at the time that they did this, they probably started compiling this at a certain point because it says... Uh, across 29 episodes this episode is actually to, uh, episode 35 mm. so those minutes have gone up a little bit more and last but not least they have nothing else for us i was <laughs> i thought it was going to be more details but it stopped with thank you for sharing your t- 2021 with us so but yeah. that's cool yeah that is cool okay australia in the u.s but okay so we are here again with a new episode, and we are. 
you know, last week we talked about, um, gosh, what did we not talk about? We talked about some Star Wars stuff, both Rogue One and Solo. I talked about Solo. Don't do that. You don't have to drag my name through the mud when you, you tell me I failed the assignment, okay? I failed it. My bad. Mm-hmm. But I won't miss nothing. And then we talked about um, uh, the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Which were pretty and I think good. that's it. I don't think we got into anything Spider-Man related because we've talked about Spider-Man a lot mm-hmm. as we are preparing for the movie that is releasing in the next Oh man, it's not even a two a full two weeks anymore. Like this movie will be out in seventeen, no, thirteen days. Thirteen days with Fandango because I can't be out here slipping. Because if you think we're not going to talk about it as, as soon as possible, you got another thing coming. Okay. Yeah, because I, I definitely got my uh, tickets and I scheduled it so that I can go to the movies to see it at the landing in D.C. That's how big of a deal it was. Found a theater that was less than a mile away that had reclining seats because that is important. And um, yeah. So I am here. I am red tea. I am red tea. Huh. But that's too late for us. Yeah, it's going to be, hopefully you don't have to deal with too much trying to get your tickets. So Well, I'm looking, they still have available tickets on Thursday night, um, which would have been amazing. However, I have a, a little babe and mm-hmm. not get, leaving the theater after 9.30 seems a little much for him. Let's see. But on Friday, we got plenty of time. Plenty of time. What about Saturday? You might be do be able to do an early showing on Saturday. Yeah, they have one at ten fifteen in Holly Springs that had the reclining seats, and they bring the food to you. So my baby, look, you know one thing about my child, he loves an experience. Mm. So having them bring the food out to him is an experience, and he would love that. So maybe we'll do that. There's a ten fifteen showing. Probably a lot of people won't be there. So if he's loud, then he'll just be loud. And look at Zay. Yeah. Okay, so Zay is my dog, and he just decided randomly he was going to perk up and stand and stare at me while we're recording. Look at his hey, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't let me go get my thief. Yeah, he he needed to be here, and then he was like clearly paying attention. He was waiting for someone to notice that we were there. Or he was there, so he's a he's a special special dog. Don't do that. This is a a respect <laughs> Zay zone, and we're gonna do that, okay? Mm, okay. <laughs> right. But so this week, you guys, we only have the new episode of Hawkeye. And of course, we're going to bring you the theories that we have, which we generally are wrong about. But that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. We are okay with that. And um, that's what makes it fun. Yeah, because we, we want to, because it makes when you are right feel so, so rewarding. Like when you have all of these losses. And then suddenly you get that one win. It's like, oh, we did that. And let me so, tell you something. When I'm right, 
I'm never going to let y'all forget. And I'm never going to let JB forget that I was right either. So mm-hmm. just let's get ready. I'm ready. Right. Okay. So let's, let's go ahead and get into episode three of mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I believe Echo, Echo, Echo. episode three is called mm-hmm. Echoes. As we expect, picks up right after episode two ended, which it ended with Hawkeye and Kate Bishop being tied up after being captured by Echo and the uh, tracksuit mafia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so did we? Did they give us immediately the background for Echo as soon as it started? No, we knew was... we knew her background, but okay. they showed us her as a kid, though. I can't remember how far into the episode that was, but we see very beginning. She's always been deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and some stuff happened to her parents and she's being raised by this uncle, the uncle that whose voice I recognized immediately. Is that, is the guy from, um, is it Kingpin? The guy who played Yes, Kingpin? that was the voice of the man that plays Kingpin in Daredevil. I was going to say, this is horrible. This is a Marvel type of situation we're talking about. I was going to say the guy from Law and Order. Hmm. Um, but this guy is the same guy that plays in a lot of crap. Like, I don't know if you've watched... Godfather of Harlem, but he's in Godfather of Harlem. Yep, because he lost his shit with Bumpy. Uh-huh. Which I'm so behind on Godfather of Harlem. I have so much. I need to catch up on this second season. But, you know. <clears throat> so we seen him in that. I know him as Daredevil. I mean, King William Fisk and Daredevil, the series that was on Netflix. Um, but he was in Law Order. Which one is that? Because, you know, I Criminal like Law intent. Criminal Intent. Criminal Intent was good. Yeah, and he was in Criminal Intent. He was in... He was the bug. He was the bug in Law, Law and Order. Men in Black, The Roach. Yeah. Why did I not realize that that was him? I mean, he still looked the same. He, he kind of still looked I know. But I think it's the fact that he was like this the whole time. Oh. Yeah. Had okay, so y'all can't see my reaction. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> there, but... Because I forget that this is just a listening platform. Mm. But you're doing it for my seen, if, if you've seen Men in Black, you know exactly what I was doing when I was making that noise. Mm-hmm. But I did not know that was him. Oh, well, there that was the more you know moment. But the voice, I recognized it immediately. They intentionally didn't show us his face, but mm-hmm. they did make it very apparent that whoever they were looking at was big. All you saw was like the arm of his sleeve and stuff, and just in comparison to the small girl that was on well, little girl that was Echo, it was just like, wow, this is a big man. He wasn't as big as you would expect him to have been in Daredevil to be William Fisk, but mm-hmm. he played Kingpin very, very well. So in my mind, hearing him made me even more confident that you know, Daredevil would be making an appearance in Spider-Man. Whether we see him suited up as Daredevil would be a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But but that is showing to me that is if they're doing this and they're trying to show that this... Oh, okay, hold on. Moment. Moment. Okay, okay maybe not. Okay. I was going to be like, okay, what if... 
like that whole multiverse thing that's happening let had crossed and then we're just seeing these people now in this other thing but it wouldn't make sense since they, echoes it doesn't like they would talk about it yeah but i'm i'm guessing this is going to be their way of almost either pretending I don't know if they're going to pretend like the Netflix series never happened or if mm-hmm. they're just going to reuse these characters and then throw them in here. Was it new rock stars that were talking about it? I think MT was asking Eric if they could, if Disney could kind of like pick up from like where Netflix left off to kind of keep things rolling. And mm-hmm. he was like, he didn't think so. He kind of think that he thought that the property that, that the Daredevil shows for Netflix, although the characters are property of Marvel, the content and the shows were property of Netflix. So Disney probably wouldn't be able to kind of pick it up and keep going. However, um, if that is the case, I wonder how they're going to introduce these people just kind of popping up out the blue. Because mm-hmm. if if that's the case, if it's the William Fist, the dude from what's his name? Let, let me call that man by his name. What's his real name? Oh, his real name? The guy who mm-hmm. plays him? Vincent yes. Dun, Dun, D-O-N-O-F-R-I-O. Def- De- what? The Onofrio? Onofrio? I don't know how to pronounce that man's name. Lord, what's, what, what? I'm, about to, I'm putting in his name and then the word pronunciation. Let's hear what it is. Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so one, two, three. Yeah, so him, we're going to call him Vinny. Vincent Vinny D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio? Anyways, so anyways, if, if, if they are kind of, now I forgot where I was going with that, but if (laughs) Disney... I don't know how they're going to introduce them being in this universe because for a long time, everybody said, yes, this property of Marvel, but that is a Netflix show. We ain't got really nothing to do with that. And of course, I know that Kevin Feige would want to do his own thing with it. He wouldn't want a continuation of the, whatever the Netflix was, but it would be an interesting way to kind of introduce those characters into the time frame in the universe that we have now. So I don't know. And hell, even what you call it, that makes it more plausible to me with the breakdown of episodes one and two with new rock stars. Um, he mentions uh, somebody, there's somebody in the building. He thought maybe it could be Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting and maybe not anything. But now that if that's the voice that we're hearing is truly Vincent, then anything is possible. It could very well be Jessica Jones that's in that building. Hmm. But I don't know. But anyways, so, you go ahead and continue on with this breakdown. So I was looking something up while you were saying, uh, talking about that and whether there could be some type of continuity between the Netflix series and the MCU. And they, this is written as if it's always been considered to be a part of the MCU. Mm. So it says, produced by Marvel Television and ABC Studios, they are set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and acknowledge the continuity of the franchise's films and other television series. Hmm. Continuing on, it says, Netflix canceled all of those shows because Marvel's parent company, Disney, was preparing to stream its, uh, create Disney+. Plus. And it says contractually, Marvel had to wait two years before they can use the characters without Netflix. Mm. Long two years has 
Uh, uh, uh. Yep. Which and it's almost like exactly two years. This whole thing happened in 2019, and then in 2021, we are getting Kingpin. We are getting potentially Daredevil. So this all seems to be kind of playing. Okay, so in here, I'm trying to find if there are any because I can't remember. It's been so long since I've watched. I'm trying to figure out if there have been any specific references in any of the shows that have mentioned the MCU. So it says, um, okay, so yeah, it says in 2014, Joe Quesada, he was he's someone who works for Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, said that the Netflix series will be set within the MCU. He explained that within a Marvel universe, there are thousands of heroes of all shapes and sizes, but the Avengers are here to save the universe and Daredevil is here to save the neighborhood. It Mm. does take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's all connected, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we will look up in the sky and see Iron Man. It's just a different part of New York that we have yet to see in the Marvel films. So it's honestly, it makes a lot of sense that Daredevil will be popping up in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Because granted, the neighborhood Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, but he because he's not he's an Avenger, but not really because he cho- didn't he choose not to be an Avenger. Who? Um, Peter Tom. Because well, he was I supposed guess. to go to that press con- press bleh, press conference to announce him as a new Avenger, right? Mm-hmm. And he chose not to. Mm-hmm. Right, but he can't. But did he do that at like the beginning of the movie? Or was it at the end? I can't remember. I need to go back and watch that movie. Because they asked him, you know, and he was like, ah, this was a test to prove that, you know, whatever, whatever. And it was truly him. (laughs) He was going to Mm -hmm. announce it. Um, But yeah, so he is technically our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And to me, it makes sense that uh, Daredevil, who is just a neighborhood superhero, would also be in the same universe as Tom. Mm -hmm. I mean, not Tom, but Peter. Peter Parker. Um, allies of sort. It also kind of makes sense to me. We had the cinematic, well, the the movie Marvel, the Marvel movie films. Man, I am struggling through this. And we had the Avengers there. But, you know, on Netflix, we had the Defenders. Like, what, like, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist collectively came together and had the Defenders series which was basically their Avengers type thing on Netflix. Mm, Let me tell you something. I didn't get a chance to watch Jessica Jones. I kept coming in and out of Luke Cage, but let me tell you something. I tried to watch Iron Fist and baby, honey, honey. Mm -mm. Iron Fist was the worst. Iron Fist was the worst. Daredevil was the best. I, I did not complete season one of Luke Cage. I I really, really struggled my way through that series. There are a lot of people who really liked it. And I'm not even going to say it's terrible, but it's just not that interesting. And when I was watching, I think I made it through half of the series and I said, you know, what, I'm done. And then with well, the half <laughs> of the first season and people were like, no, that's the episode where things are getting good. I'm like, so you basically told me I had to watch six episodes and then finally it was going to get good. And we only had six episodes left. I was like, ah, oh, no. Now, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil got me immediately. At the very least, we got to get you to watch season one. I'm gonna. I need to. Let me tell you something. I need to watch it. I just don't know when I would watch it. What's the rating on it? 
Oh, Caleb cannot watch that. Okay, so I, I gotta, I'll figure it well, out. Well, listen, like it's not even like there's, the, it's the cussing or anything. It's just incredibly violent. Ooh. Because it's very like in your face hardcore. Because I mean, they they have Daredevil not really feeling like he has true superpowers. He's just someone that has gotten so skilled at being blind that he's so sensitive to so many things. He can fight and all this other stuff. So these people, like Jessica Jones, has powers. Luke Cage has powers, Iron Fist has powers, but they don't really throw Daredevil out there like he's like incredibly like strong and all this other stuff. Because truthfully, in realistic fashion, you don't assume that somebody who's going to be blind is going to be that great fighting tons of people. Daredevil gets his ass whooped regularly. <laughs> there are so many moments where after he's fighting and he's literally struggling to walk up in his little law office or whatever. Man be getting his butt whooped, but he comes out on top. Then Electra ends up making an appearance in season two. Much better than Jennifer Gardner um, uh, Electra, but they still didn't do her the type of justice that she deserved because they could have made her so much more than she was. But it's definitely worth a watch. Um, if anything, I'll even send it to you. There's a clip of a fight scene in the hallway that was one of my favorite fight scenes that I had seen in a long time. Really? Because it was so, like, it was a hallway. It was a very skinny hallway. And he is fighting his way down the hallway to save somebody. And it was just so dope how they end up doing it. Yeah. I started typing. Uh, I said Daredevil didn't put an H. And it like, automatically populated the hallway. We got you. We got you. Apparently, he has great hallway fights in seasons one, two, and in the Defenders. So <laughs> there you have it. But the first one, because he also, when it starts off, he doesn't have his costume. So he's really just got like a thing that's wrapped around his head to cover up some of his face and his arm. His hands are tied up and wrapped up so that he ain't going to get beat up. Well, beat up his hands too much. But who gets him on my costume? I need to know. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's done in that way where it's like almost like a single camera kind of view thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're just seeing this, and sometimes you're here to fight, and then you don't even realize they're fighting, but then you just see a door slam down, and then, yeah. And I think you'll like it just because it it feels very, almost like Born Identity, those movies where the mm. fighting scenes are very intense because you're yes. right there in it, and it looks so real. That's what kind of really sold me on it, so. I'll send that over to you, something you can watch in your, your spare time. But, rewind back to Hawkeye. <laughs> So we talked about how Wilson Fisk kind of made an appearance. We get some background on Echo, how she became Echo. Um, ultimately, we get subtle references to the fact that she can mimic things that she sees. Um, doesn't seem to be on the same level as Taskmaster, but still good nonetheless. And then I feel like, and I text you just too. I feel like I don't like Clint. It's not it's not a secret that Clint is not a favorite in the MCU. It's just a, a fact. But I will say that I may not have been um, I may not have been very vocal about the times where I actually do like him. And mm. in this episode, there was a moment when he was fighting. With his arrow, and I just forget that in all of the movies where he's had an actual decent fighting scene with his bow and arrow, he goes the fuck off 
like he works that bow and arrow. And there was a there was some moments inside of that warehouse building or wherever they were being held where I got that. Like when he he shot the arrow, like he was leaning for it, but he shot straight back and it like shot the man's hand and all this other stuff. I was like, oh, you are good. You are good. You're just boring as hell, but you're good. I don't dislike Quint. Um, I didn't care about the Hawkeye series, but I didn't dislike Quint. And I'll say this. He's a leader. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if he kind of plays the sidelines a lot because he has a family, but I could really see him. I don't know. I could really see him leading a, a young team. I could just see it. Like when he'd be talking to her, he'd be like, look, we ain't got time for this. We ain't got time for you to be really, really scared. You here? We're now. We got to do this. All right? Let's let's go. I love that that he kind of, in that moment, kind of grounded her so she could get done what needed to be done. He does that a lot. And he doesn't, I like that about him, which is why I think he'd be a great, awesome choice to lead the Young Avengers. I mean, I'm not going to get it. Mm, but. Let's hope not. Well, I'm not going to get it because his family <laughs> is too much a big deal to him. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, he, he could really lead them because he's kind of like, even when, what was he talking to her about? And the way that he was talking to her, it was kind of just like, damn it, you need to lead a team. Yeah, he, he, has some, yeah, he seems to have some good leadership qualities. I don't know if it ever had, we didn't really see it too much before because there were so many other big personalities around him. There's not going to be too many people standing in a room with Tony Stark and be able to out-talk him and lead. We ended up getting him, and then we really got Cap, mainly because he was the face of all things that were good, and we were just stuck with those two. But even if they weren't there, I still don't think that it would have been a situation where Clint would have been able to still step up because he he always fell to the background. I mean, the first time we saw him, he was hiding in the dark on top of a building. Like, I think that's where he finds most comfort, not being out. Which is why it makes sense that he doesn't want to be out. Like, he don't want to be out there, which is another mm-hmm. thing. If he was a leader, it would kind of be, he would have to be out there, kind of be the face. And that's not really his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he prefers to kind of be in the shadows. Um, per se. Um, I'm still not. I want to know Clint's. That was one of my questions. I really want to know Clint's background. Mm-hmm. Aside from being in S.H.I.E.L.D. and being close with Natasha, was he also a spy? Does he have any type of military experience? Um, why the the bow and arrow? Because he, he's a legit fighter. Um, he's, he's pretty good with arrows. Uh, amazing with arrows. He's pretty good with fighting hand-to-hand combat. Okay, so this is interesting because, you know, of course, you ask, I go quickly do a Google search. Google. Okay, so, all right, so Clint lost both of his parents when he was a kid. They died in a car accident because, of course, in comic book series, no one has parents that survive anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, ended, he had a brother. His brother's name was Barney. Um, they spent six years in an orphanage. And then he and his brother ran away to go to be in the carnival. And I guess that is where he met the swordsman who 
we now know, even though they haven't said it, but that's who he is. That's the guy who is dating Kate Bishop's mama. Mm-hmm. But that's where he met him. And basically the swordsman actually took Clint on as an assistant. We can call him his Robin. He said um, he actually was trained. The swordsman trained him along with Trickshot, who I guess is another um maybe another um what do you call them people archer yeah mm-hmm. so they taught him and that's how he became a really good archer um swordsman w- was kicked out of the carnival for embezzling money of course and um he was actually clint was going to turn him over like turn him in for stealing he got beat up and left for dead and then after that uh it looks like he saw, it says he saw Iron Man in action when it was inspired to become a costume hero. However, after a misunderstanding on his first outing, Hawkeye was accused of theft and believed to be a criminal. While he was on the run, that's how he met Black Widow, who mm-hmm. at that time was a spy for the Soviet Union, and he fell in love with her. Ooh. It says, mindlessly following Black Widow, Hawkeye aided her attempts to steal technology developed by Tony Stark. In one of their battles with Iron Man, Black Widow was seriously injured. Hawkeye rescued her and fled the battle to save her. But before Hawkeye could take her to the hospital, Black Widow disappeared. From that point on, he decided he was going to be a straight shooter, be out here living his best life alone. So there's your background. Hmm. No, it doesn't appear like there was no military experience. He was basically robbing. He went to a circus and learned some stuff in the circus that ended up, you know, throwing on a suit. Uh, and I still, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, and maybe this is, might just be a critique of the Black Widow movie. I still didn't get a very awesome um, explanation of Clint and Natasha's background. Like, their true yeah. background, other than you know, what happened in Budapest. The only thing they said was that he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who was looking for her and he was able to convert her and bring her back to S.H.I.E.L.D. That's really the only thing we got. But it don't really explain why they're so close. This is why, to me, I'm connecting what I just read to what we've learned in the movies. They haven't gone into detail, but there was, in my mind, I felt like there was always a reason for why Clint spared her. Mm -hmm, Because he loved her. And this tells me why they had they were connected a long time ago out here running the streets like little hoodlums and hoes. And they ended up um, falling, falling apart, minding their business. He ended up joining S.H.I.E.L.D. and was tasked with taking her out. Mm -hmm. And he saw that as an opportunity to bring her in. But by the time that would have happened, he was already bumping uglies with um, his wife. So he wasn't going to be able to do nothing with her no more. So they were just going to have to be friends. And his wife didn't know that they used to do it back in the day. So he's just like, oh, this is my husband's bestie. Yeah, you can be my kid's godmother. Mm -hmm. It seems real shady if that's the case. But his wife seems to be very, um, knows about everything, it seems like. So mm-hmm. um, she must have been okay with it to even allow that second child to be named or that baby to be named after her. Mm-hmm. Ain't his middle well, that's, name. That's, like, a, that's assuming she know everything. She might just know him. up until when Natasha came up in the picture. What's what's that baby middle name, sir? What was um um Wanda brother name? Sergey. Pietro. There you go. That baby middle name is Pietro. <laughs> 
I was about to say Sergey. My bad. It was Russian. But uh <laughs> but Piet yeah, Pietro. I think his middle name is Pietro. It's like Nathaniel Pietro Barton. You realize they really haven't put Hawkeye in hardly any movies? Mm-mm. But I'm looking this- over stuff, he was the only he wasn't even credited in Thor. They said that he portrayed this character for the first time as an uncredited cameo appearance in Thor. Then we saw him in Avengers. We didn't see him again until Age of Ultron. We didn't see him again until Civil War. And then we didn't see him again until Endgame. But he, um, did, weren't you the one telling me that he said that Marvel movies take a lot of time away from his, his, mm-hmm. her, his daughter? Um, he knew what he was signing up for. <laughs> You can't be up here. See, this is see. I can kind of respect that he was like, "Let me go ahead and get through the door." Let them be like, "Oh, we got you in these movies, all right." So let let's sit down and talk because y'all taking up too much of my time. Either you're gonna have to get rid of me, which ain't gonna look good for y'all because y'all gonna be recasting somebody in the middle of y'all little plan, or you're gonna let me have my time off so I can go spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. I wonder how much he got paid though. Because I'm wondering, like. Are they going to talk about how he's been dealing with her death? <clears throat> I want to know that. Because mm-hmm. even his daughter was like, you know, that's your best friend. Like, of course she'd be upset. But he keep kind of brushing it off. I think I'm telling him he's going to have that heart to heart with. um, What's that girl named Yelena? After she tried to kill him, they're going to talk. Oh, yeah, and maybe that's when we'll get a, a moment. She's gonna try to take him out. Okay, so I'm looking up his salary because you know I need to. He actually still made, despite not having much of a role in any of these other movies, he still made 15 million for Endgame. And you know how much they say he's making for the Hawkeye series? How much? 50 million. 50 million for the series? For the series. That's like a damn movie. Right. 50 million is a lot of money, though. It ain't like he needed, but I wonder what Elizabeth um Olsen got. She not getting 50 million. I bet she should get it now because she I don't think they were anticipating her to be so popular. Um but you know what? If we're getting the Agatha series, you think we're gonna get Wanda sprinkled in there? I think she'll probably make some appearances because, well, it depends on what they're doing for Agatha. If they're doing a history of Agatha, then probably not. Maybe we'll get all the mm. way up until her sensing that someone has using all of this magical power and her finding her way there. But if it's going to be after the events in WandaVision, I feel like there's going to have to be a moment. And I wouldn't be shocked if that moment ended with Wanda coming to her needing help. Mm. Because with everything that's about to happen in Doctor Strange, her being the villain there, honestly, you know, I think she's learning a lot about her powers. But in the comic book, Scarlet Witch is notoriously known for not being able to truly control it. So even with her doing the studying, she's probably still going to need some type of guidance. I got a question. That might put Agatha into the role that she generally was in the comics, where she was more of like a support for her. So when was um, Scarlet, um, when was she introduced? Scarlet Witch? Yes. Not in our series, but as a character, period. Well, she first appeared at the end of a movie in a post credit scene. No, like the character. Her first movie. No, Scarlet Witch. Oh, in comics. And in comics. When did she come? When was her time? When was she introduced? 
very first time. Mm-hmm. Um, her first appearance was in X Men number four, which was released in March of 1964. Okay, so the time is 1964, and throughout the comics, she has not been able to control her powers, right? My question is, is that she was just written that way and because because she was a woman that she couldn't control her powers or look at me trying to take it left. But no, like I'm just I'm just curious because if she was written by a man in the 60s, they, they already think we're crazy as hell when we're on our period. It would make sense to me that she wouldn't be able. She was written that she couldn't control her powers. But I feel like after all this time, she still don't know how to control her powers. Well, I think it's also because of how how her power works. Like she's not, she's not like someone who's like Sue Storm. I just go invisible, or I'm a telepath, or whatever. Like her whole power is the ability to alter probabilities, and it just for her it just makes it a little bit harder because it's like it went from altering just the probabilities to completely altering reality. And I think that as the show as things have progressed, she's been able to control it. Like the whole House of M was her doing something on her own while it was still being influenced by other people. She was fully capable and conscious of what she was doing. Whereas in like WandaVision, that just kind of happened. Like suddenly she created a whole world. This girl was actually coached through creating this in House of M and she maintained it that way. Just like she knew what she was doing when she erased it. She erased a mutant race. I would hope that this version that we're getting of her now, that she's more in control of her powers. Because we know she's powerful as hell. This is a tangent. Mm -hmm. And we went there. This is not about Hawkeye. However, um, Clint should have been texting Wanda. She needs somebody to text her. Ain't nobody talking to her. Somebody should have been talking to her at the end. Like we had already said, she lost her brother. Mm. <laughs> she killed some people by mistake. So we we keep forgetting that that happened. She killed those people in Civil War, and that's what literally set off all of the events in Civil War. She lost Vision twice. She lost Vision again after she created her own world with him in it. It's like she's this is trauma after trauma after trauma. Trauma. She came back from the dead or being ashes to come back to fight the man who killed her man and he didn't even know who she was. Like you imagine how irritated you would be. You came and you are pissed. You are going off. You about to set this whole world on fire. He's like, bitch, I don't know who you are. You will. And she did. <laughs> but you know, it's crazy because it's like that second time she lost vision when the whole reality kind of collapsed because she let it go. I don't know. I think that was kind of less traumatic because he was basically just like, we'll find each other again. We always but, do. But when I say she lost her twice, I'd be thinking about when she had to kill him herself because remember, she killed him. Mm-hmm. And then Thanos came and rewinded their time oh, to yeah, make yeah, that yeah, not yeah. happen. And then he busted his head open in front of her again. <laughs> All within five minutes. It was like, there's just so much stuff that happened to her that to me, she had the most traumatic experiences happen to her. And no one anywhere decided they were going to check on her. 
if anyone was going to be checked on, it should have been her because she has shown over and over that she is strong as shit. This is not the type of person that you want to leave, leave alone and then they go buck wild out in the world. What if Dr. Strange had been checking on her? I mean, I was right about him checking on her through these commercials, but. Which is still crazy. Right maybe he maybe he maybe he was trying to check on her. I don't know. And she won't respond. Mm-hmm. But at least he was li- reaching out to her, you know, from more, one witch to another. But look, I'm sorry. Let's get it back on Hawkeye. OK, so we're back on Hawkeye. OK. OK, so we I was talking about Hawkeye and the fighting. Mm-hmm. Kate Bishop out there showing that she got a little bit of skills. I thought that little was a little bit she did when she slid across the floor and grabbed a pole and flipped mm-hmm. around the pole. I was like, I see what you're doing over here. I loved how Echo insulted Clint, though, because, you know, Echo fully beaten death. Clint using a hearing aid and she basically insulted him for feeling like he needed something to help him. Well, you know, deaf folks, like a lot, I know some deaf folks, some like want to hear they're fine, you know, with hearing aids and all the other good stuff. But a lot of them are just like, why do we need it? There's nothing wrong with us. Right. So, um, but I think that's always been her thing. She's always had to be, she's always had to be kind of like depending like on herself because they were like, she was like, but I don't want to go to regular school. I want to go to a deaf school, you know, cause why everybody else was like her. He, his mom, well, for one, her dad, they couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. which I think was a real reason why she didn't go. And then um, she asked, would she have an interpreter? He was like, yes. But basically, I think he was trying to prepare her for like being able to navigate the world. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to have an interpreter. You're not going to always have somebody that's going to help you. So you need to be able to navigate as a deaf person in the hearing world and be able to adjust, which I feel like she has. I, um, I have a question about Ronan. When he was Ronan, was he a paid assassin? That part is unclear to me. I don't think he was. I think he was just out here instead of just, I think people knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Like as far as he was out here getting the bad guys, he just wasn't out here getting them and helping to capture them. He was just killing everybody. I think, see, that's the thing though. Cause everybody was talking about, he felt awful <laughs> about it. He's out, I mean, he's killing criminals and not good guys. Um, but for me, I feel like that hit where he was going through them, the tracksuits, going through Echo's dad and all the other good stuff. I think that was a hit. I think he was paid to do that by the uncle. Hold on. Which, which one again? Well, you know, her dad was a part of the tracksuits. Mm-hmm. He was killed. Right. Mm-hmm. By the Ronin. But I think that that was a hit. I don't think it was just him going through killing folks. I think it was a hit. I think he was paid to kill them. I think for some reason, the dude that was above them wanted to take them out. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case, because in the comics, the dad wasn't killed by Ronan. The dad was killed by William Fisk. So what if Fisk hired him to kill him so that he would be out here able to not have to worry about it coming down on him and then Nobody's ultimately even that thinking that is a, him. Mm-hmm, and then it also creates a space where he can further manipulate the child into doing what he wants her to do especially if the goal is to take out ronan right because see it's like the thing <coughs> is is um 
now I understand why the tracksuits want them. The tracksuits want them because he went through there and killed some of their brethren. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. That's why they want him. But like it was, it wasn't clear to me, and maybe they mentioned it in Endgame, and I just wasn't paying attention or I missed it. But I didn't understand why he was out there killing. I just knew that it was um that he was just out there. But when they said that he was an assassin, I was just like, so was he an assassin for hire? Because that made me think. I was just like, the uncle was the guy that was on top of everybody. Because his, mm-hmm. you know, her dad was just like, well, you know, I have to do something, but your uncle's coming to pick you up today. And mm-hmm. and I said, I was just like, hmm. Cause I'm like, they're not, well, maybe Echo is not gonna be a villain or a bad guy when her show starts next year or whenever her show is supposed to start. So I was like, what would make her change from bad to good or be gray and trying to be good? Mm-hmm. Um, and what made sense to me, I was just like, what if he won't kill them just to be killing them because they were tracksuits? What if he was hired to do that? I mean, mm-hmm. he ain't had nothing else to do. His family was gone. He ain't had nothing yeah. else to do. So he killed, he was hired. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I would not be surprised if Kate's mama and Kingpin were the reason why a lot of these crime families were dying out so that the competition would be wiped away so they can do whatever it is that they wanted to do. Well, that's an interesting thing, too, because I was watching New Rock Stars, one of their recaps, and one of the things that he was talking about was how Kate and, okay, so Kate's mom and dad were didn't appear to be completely uh in the best financial space right and then the dad dies and i'm doing that with the little bunny ears just because we didn't see him die and i just feel like he's probably still out there somewhere mm-hmm. but and I, what if it turned out that the dad was around and still working with the mama to have some stuff happen to take over some stuff like i mean <laughs> it just because, I mean, I also don't think it's a coincidence that the mom ends up talking to a guy who was waiting on an inheritance that would be coming from an uncle who just come mm-hmm. died. Like, some of this stuff just doesn't feel co- like, uh, like, this just doesn't feel like coincidence. Then when you sit back and think about it, like, they didn't, let's say Kate and uh, her family didn't have the most money. Mm-hmm. But then the dad dies. Mom basically takes over this whole business. It starts to flourish. And now she is sitting on money and she happens to be w- using a technology that would be very beneficial for any criminal out here. If we had an ability to be able to quickly tap uh, track somebody or see what is going on anywhere because of the security surveillance so I don't. I would not be shocked about any of that stuff. I am. I had originally assumed that Ronan was out here killing because he didn't feel like he had a purpose. Because he he was doing all this stuff, kind of like with Black Widow and all these other people, and then so many people died, and he lost his family. Mm-hmm. It was like I've been out here working hard, trying to keep my family safe, and then also trying to dedicate time to my family and then when i've completely separated myself from everything that's out here my family dies like my whole reason for being here is gone and ultimately in my mind i just assumed that since they were gone and the way that that could have not happened is that these bad people would have been dead Mm -hmm. that he made this decision where i'm just gonna go out here and kill people it's not like i have a reason to go home right I don't know. I still, I think he was an assassin, like a, an assassin for hire because even Rhodey was talking about how a whole cartel was wiped out 
And like mm-hmm. nothing screams like a whole cartel being wiped out, like another cartel wanting them out of there so they can move into the territory and take over. But then, but what I'm also thinking, what how would that benefit him? Well, I mean, well, one, he gets he gets money because but, but does he need he doesn't need money? Well, maybe he doesn't because this was happening during that. the this turn happened during the snap where half of civilization civilization is gone and he was out living in the middle of nowhere in a house that it just had a swing and some farmland, right. So what does he get from that? I mean, I mean, it makes him, I think it makes him, he's already numb. It makes him number. So he don't have to think about his family. And then what better way of doing that than killing the bad guys that he couldn't prevent? You know what I'm saying? That yeah, but I'm, that, that's what I'm like. But if he's killing them, let's say if you're hired by a cartel to kill another cartel, there's still a cartel out there. Mm-hmm. So then what? But do I don't you think just leave, don't, you leave that cartel out there, or do you then go kill that cartel just because you know that cartel is still out there? Do hit like I mean, is it do hitmen? I mean, they're hired to kill folks, and like but they also used the money for stuff. He ain't got no reason to use it. I mean, that's true. Then maybe he was just out there like I do it for free. Like I don't know. That's the thing. Like if I knew why he was killing these folks because i'm like if they're crime lords nobody cares that they're crime lords nobody cares about that so i mean even echo's dad is not completely 100 innocent mm-hmm. but i still don't think that clint was the re- like is a i mean did he kill him yes but i think he was hired by his the uncle kingpin <clears throat> to get him out of there i started doing some research as i normally do Mm-hmm. Um, came across two incidences. Um, uh, these are both related to the MCU mm-hmm. and Ronan. So this particular one is claiming that. Um, okay, it says Clint was ridden with sorrow and rage after his wife and three children were all killed during the snap. Angry that his family had died while there were criminals who had survived. Barton deemed that they did not deserve to live and decided to kill criminals himself. Mm. Says after five years of his murderous vigilantism, Barton made his way to Mexico to eliminate the Mexican cartel members who survived the snap. So they're claiming, which I mean, this is this is one of those little fan sites where they just kind of write up stuff and summarize it. So it doesn't necessarily mean this is true. Mm-hmm. But I can, I can, I never can remember what the conversation was like when Natasha confronted him in the middle of the street in Tokyo. Cause she, she talked to him for a moment when they Mm -hmm. were out there. He was all emotional. I'm like, boy, wipe that damn sword off and bring your ass. Right. Get in this damn truck so we can go. I'm getting wet. Okay. So this is interesting. I didn't know this. It says one year after the massacre, this is the massacre of Tokyo. Uh, upon seeing a television report about someone wearing a the Barton experienced a flashback of the massacre, remembering how he killed these men. A few days later, when being interrogated on the whereabouts of Ronan by Maya Lopez and the tracksuit mafia. Oh, this is connecting to Hawkeye, where he basically told them, told them that uh, Natasha killed Ronan. She did. Which I guess. Yeah, she did. She ain't kill him, but she she dead it that whole thing. Like, yes. look, killing all these people ain't bringing your family back, and I got a way we can potentially bring them back. So bring your ass. Period. Pooh. Period. That's on period. 
Because oh, I, I, okay, this is what they said in the street. It said, oh, okay. she came to him um, and he informed her that it was all a part of a job that he believed he had to do as far as killing all the people in Tokyo. She said, she addressed how everyone Barton has murdered was not going to bring his family back, for which she then informed him of plan to bring them back. He initially rejected, not wanting to be given hope. Noticing her friend in distraught of what had, he had endured and what he had become, she apologized for not giving him hope sooner. And then they left. So, what did the Asian guy say to him before he killed him? Uh, is that in here? Oh. oh, for whatever reason, they actually wrote it in Japanese. So, I couldn't tell you. But this says, uh, let's see. Planning to eliminate all of the Yakuza, the Yakuza faction, Ronin fought against them despite their great numbers and rapid ground fire. Ronin managed to make his way through all the enemies with great ease, going through a building where he headed for Akihiko. The two then found themselves in the street where he was question he questioned Ronin. Um, as their duel began to settle down, Ronin was able to graze his throat. Um, the Asian guy cried for mercy, stating that the only thing he wanted, which was his family, could not be given to him. Ronan then finished him off by cutting, um, by killing him. So I didn't really say what they said, because, again, Japanese, because mm-hmm. that makes sense. But, um, and then, what is this? It says, he's dead, so who got him? Oh, that was when she was talking to he was talking to Echo. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think hopefully they'll go into a little bit more because we, you know, while Clint is not interesting, I would be interested in knowing more about his mental state when all that was happening. Because ultimately, the truth is going to have to come out. The truth about him being Ronan is going to have to come out. And I think that when that comes out, there's going to be a really big rift between him and Kate because Kate has completely idolized him for as long as she can remember. And she's going to find out that this person that she idolized was really out here just killing people mm-hmm. at one point in time. So either she's going to it's going to cause a rift or she's going to find. Which is probably also going to be another big thing for her, because it's going to make her realize that everything that she thought was just like glitter and gold nah. is not that it's not that. And it can get real dark. And is that something that you're willing to deal with? I mean, he, I mean, he tried talking to her. He was just like, there are sacrifices that you have to make to live this life. She was just like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. All she sees in her mind is they're going to be one day, I'm going to jump off a building and I'm going to shoot an arrow. Well, she did get to jump off a bridge. Yeah, she did. So, I mean, that was kind of dope. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, so back to the, back to the show. So we, okay. we're back on the show. Okay. So they end up running out. They're getting in the car. We see the sequence, a lot of the sequence that we saw in the trailer. But it starts to make a little bit more sense because in the trailer, we don't get too much about Clint being deaf. Mm -hmm. And we finally understand a lot of what took place. They even got them in the car in the first place because he couldn't hear her. (laughs) So they get in the car. You see, he has all these these arrows. Sisters out here shooting them. Some of them didn't make sense. But then the one that the one that didn't make sense at first was the one that just stuck to the thing. But then you see him use it later on in the purpose that is needed for it. And I was like, oh, so there's a purpose for everything. I really wish 
See, this is Marvel's fault too, because I mm-hmm. really wish that they would have showcased all the arrows that he's had throughout his time in the MCU. Cause I think that would have been a little bit more interesting of, to me for his character, because mm-hmm. we see all the arrows that he shoot that were shooting little ones and explosions, a lot of other good stuff, which is great. But the ones that he was shooting out for the car, I thought was hella interesting. Like mm-hmm. the goose stuff. He was like, shoot it for the wheels. And she shot it for the window. Um, or the one where she shot and it took all those Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. The um, Pim one. The Pim one. Now I have a theory about the Pim one. Mm-hmm. Right? So one, let's go back to Ant-Man for a second. What was Pim Tech? What were they doing? Because I know that they use Pim Tech, the Pim particles to do the whole time traveling thing. But outside of that, what was he doing over there? Well, you know, I think that the whole tech was, what was it? I'm trying to go back and really think about it because ultimately they had, they had gotten, they were, they could make themselves small, but the whole thing with the wife was that she went smaller than small. She Mm -hmm. went subatomic and stayed in that state for too long and got stuck. Mm -hmm. But I guess that was really just the whole thing, the ability to shrink things to a different state and then enlarge them whenever you need it to. Because mm-hmm. remember, we would see that moment where they had like the little van at one point, blew up the van and stuff. But I don't know what the true purpose was. Unless it was just truly them just creating and enhancing new technology and trying to sell it. Right. So um, my theory is because they did, they weren't, it wasn't just a kind of like a like a, a callback or just like a throwaway, just showing that he has Pimtech arrows. I think that is intentional. To connect that old girl, Scott's daughter, who is also mm-hmm. wants to be a young Avenger as well, Cassie Lang. Yeah, but how would they be really connecting her? Because they... she, because I mean, technically, I, she, I, she's probably going to be adopted by Hope when they get married or something. Mm. So why not? Well, not adopted because she's going to be old as hell. But the point I'm trying to make is that I'm sure in this next movie, Hope and um, Scott are going to be married or something else right and she's gonna be a part of the family Mm. so i don't know i just i don't think them just saying oh look pimtech i don't think i don't think that was just something to throw away or that he has pimtech arrows because then my question is i didn't even think no more that i thought it was just like oh he has the pimtech technology because that to me it was just um I took it as it being another example of how the Avengers were truly starting to work together with all of the stuff that they knew. Kind of like Iron Man was exposed to the nanotech and he finally started making suits with the nanotech. Or in this case, you know, there's that PIM tech out here and then Clinton found a way that he can utilize that same technology to fight. So I I really didn't even think about that it could be more than that. Wait, that was the one that the arrow got bigger, right? Mm-hmm. okay yeah 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 uh, yeah i really think i honestly i don't know like I, I can see it getting bigger and i can see them trying to connect it but for some reason i feel like it's just a connection to whoever scott's daughter gonna be wait how hold on you gonna have to walk me through that because i i can't i can't put together Ooh, how scott's-, scott's daughter's gonna be fitting into this from the arrow coming down in the sky um no what okay so cassie lang let me look her up because don't she become a superhero Mm-hmm. Who? I don't know what her name is. Her, it, 
Stinger. Her name is Stinger. Cassie Lang mm-hmm. is Stinger, and she is a young Avenger. Mm-hmm. But so I know, but how does that how does that connect to this arrow? Because it's Pym Tech. I know, Pym but was- see, see, I would be able to go- follow you here if Scott and Hope weren't already still out here being regular old superheroes. Like I, right. I feel like there's not enough reference to really connect it to her. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to connect it though. I want to be here. But no, I really think I really think that this is and call me crazy, but I really think this is how. I don't know if they're they're laying the groundwork for Young Avengers. I think this is I think that Pym Tech Arrow was a piece of a breadcrumb. See, I kind of would assume that we would get the that. breadcrumb at Ant Man and the Wasp because she's still going to be. We gonna get another that one. Movie. But I just don't see that one, one as a. If there was something about this Arrow that somehow referenced this girl, then I'd be like, okay, I get it. But doesn't. So, well, okay. As Stinger, I'm looking it up. I'm trying to yeah, see. I'm, I'm on her Wikipedia page now. Because she just has the same abilities that her parents have. Well, Hope's not her dad. I mean, her mom. Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, Scott. Because, I mean, they don't have powers. It's just a the technology they're using. It's just a technology, right? So why wouldn't, if she's Stinger, what can she do? Let's see her powers. The same thing that Scott does. Just get big and small. 40 feet. And constraints the size of an ant. Her abilities seem to be fueled by her emotion. And she grows when she gets angry and shrinks when she feels guilty. So um, they're probably going to change that because they're making it seem like that's almost like built into her body. Like a mutant thing type of situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Scott and them, they just use the technology to go big and small. Well, that's where I'm going. That's where my crazy brain is going. My brain is like, hey. Pym Tech on um, Arrow, it gets big, making me think about Ant-Man and the other girl, Stinger, who's a young Avenger. We also got Kate Bishop, who's also a young Avenger. They're trying to get us thinking about them together. That's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with you. I, I feel like, I don't know if this is technically an, uh, a breadcrumb, but I can see that Maybe it's showing that he's at least, at the very least, still been in communication with Scott and Hope because this is an arrow that he had before. Is it? Because he 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 should have been using this mess during all that Thanos mess if it was. Well, I mean, <laughs> he could have shot with them big old things out of the sky. Wait, didn't Ant Man sit on his? Well, not sit, but didn't Ant Man stand on the arrow when he was little? Stand on the arrow? Like in, in, in game. Wasn't he like on the arrow or something? Oh, yeah. I think he shot one and he was on it in he order for him to it? get to somebody. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was, I don't know. I just thought it was weird and intentional. But mm-hmm. if I'm right, if I'm right, I'm never going to shut up about it. So you better hope <laughs> I'm wrong. I just, I, I don't know how you would know you were right for that one. Like how, what would happen? When it, when I'm, when it's proven in the Ant-Man movie. That what? That little stinger is being introduced. But how does, how does this arrow being in this series connect because to her Pim-Tay. being a young Avenger? Because it's Pym Tag. Stinger got Pym Tag in her suit. Because she's stinger with the Pym Tag. But she's not stinger she's yet. <laughs> I don't like you. Okay. Stinger is a young Avenger. We know it. It says it right here on Google. You 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 won't you won't stop playing with me. 
Like I'm just pulling Stinger out the air as if we don't know. I'm not saying that you're pulling Stinger out the air. You're telling me that I'm pulling her out the air. I'm just trying to figure out how this arrow, this one arrow, seeing this one arrow is going to prove that there was a connection between this arrow. I feel like you are gaslighting me right now. (laughs) You, no. Okay. You are like on purpose, not trying to understand me. And it's okay. Y'all, it's okay. See, now I, I know I'm how trying, my friends I'm be feeling. I'm trying to put these pieces together, but I'm having a hard time. Now I know how my friends be feeling when they be trying to share their conspiracy theories with me and I'm looking at them. <laughs> I'm talking to them how you were just talking to me. Wait a minute. They about to have... Okay, so I did not know this, but... What? Hold on. The... Stinger, since we want to call her a Cassie, the Cassie that's going to be an Ant Man and the Wasp is going to be a different Cassie that that was in Endgame. And she grown, which makes me wonder how much of a time jump is going to be in Ant Man, because Endgame was already yeah. after five years has passed. How many more years are passing for us to have to get a completely new girl to play this character? How old was she when he came? How old was he? No, how old was she when he left? Oh, I don't Cassie. Know. How old was Cassie before? Okay, so in Ant Man and the Wasp, she was between ten and eleven. In mm-hmm. Endgame, that one was sixteen. But somehow. This 16-year-old Cassie is not going to be the same Cassie that we see in Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. It's a whole different girl. The girl now, who's playing that one, she is in real life 24 years old. So I have a theory about that after what you just told me. So what mm-hmm. if in Quantumania they're jumping around and not just going <laughs> back in the past, but they're going forward in the future? What do you think? That's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Like, because we know that Kane the Conqueror has this ability to time travel and do all stuff in time. But I'm like, so does that mean that are we starting Ant Man and the Wasp in a future time state, and we just haven't seen Cassie at that moment, or like I'm just trying to figure out why this new girl is here? Because ain't nobody asked for her. Like, I'm like, where is the other girl, Emma Furman, unless she passed away, they could have used her. They really could. Because if she was, I'm sure she wasn't. She's 20 years old. They They could have used her. They replaced a 20 year old with a 24 year old. Playing in people's face. For real. I don't don't know. I know. I want to, you know, there's no real information about it as far as the the time period or i don't know i'm just there's a lot here that i'm confused about i'm confused anyway back to hawkeye so we see all these arrows (laughs) we see the green little mess we see the purple sludge we see the the arrow that's snatching up anything that's around it. We see the Pym Tech one that isn't connected to Cassie. We see the <laughs> we see the section one, and we see his traditional. I'm gonna shoot this, and 
it's going to grab onto this and we're going to swing. I don't remember what happens after that. What happens after the whole sequence with all of them trying to get away? Well, they do get away. They get away in that train. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about, she's talking to him because he can't hear. She's talking to him oh. about taking the dog out. And then about, he's been there all day. Maybe we should maybe we should walk him or something. That's what she's saying. And then while she's saying that, because he can't hear her, he's saying that, you know what, you're right. You are one of the greatest archers in the world. You are absolutely right. So he's giving her that compliment. And then mm-hmm. once he gives her that compliment, he can't hear what she's saying back. And then he's like, we should take the dog out. Dog's been mm-hmm. it all day. So then they do that. And then oh, we, get, we get back to the house and there's that really sad scene. When he was talking to his son. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. That made me. Oh, a little that bad. was a lie. It was like, because he, he already wanted to not be there anymore to be with his family. And then his son is talking to him and then he can't hear him. He got to reiterate everything on paper. But what's crazy, though, this is what's crazy to me is that his kids are just like, even as like they're small. But they already understand the gravity of his job and what he does. And they try to make him feel better about having to do that as opposed to being home, which, which I think is really mature of them, um, yeah. which I think, I think they also to, see that they don't really have a choice. It's like this is the life that he lives. He's been doing right. this since before we were born. This is just our dad. And we kind of have to support them because he's helping all of these other people. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, he um he um I which I think is like a testament to his wife because she seems to know just about everything. And I think maybe she's kind of like, hey, dad's gotta do this to save the world or whatever, whatever. I don't know. The kids are just they are they really do a really good job of being like, Dad, you know what? It's okay, we understand you gotta do this. And he's just like, I've missed five years of y'all life well y'all were gone but like i really want to to be there which i think is kind of cool which is why i don't know if we're getting a hawkeye season two um let's hope not i don't know if we're getting a hawkeye season two or if i'm gonna get my wish and he is um the mentor leader of the young avengers um i don't know if i'll get that either but i just i think it's kind of dope that his kids are kind of just like dad go ahead and save the world um and but then we get to go to Kate's house mm-hmm. and she kind of and it makes a little bit more sense when she talks about how that penthouse has been in that family for generations, which makes me understand now why her dad didn't want to sell it. I'm like, dang, I'm on my trash. Mm-hmm. You try to hold on to stuff that belongs to family, at least in my mind, I, you know, mm-hmm. I would try to hold that, on. To, to me, it also shows that at one point that was one of the reasons why he had no money she, in her mind. She's like, we ain't got no money. This thing can probably make a lot of money. Let's just go ahead and sell it. And he's like, some things are more important than money. Mm -hmm. So, and then he probably is embarrassed by the fact, like, damn, this damn penthouse, this building has been in my family for generations. Mm -hmm. Generations. And I'm going to be the reason why it's sold to somebody who is not a bishop. So Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. And then it ends with our boy Mm -hmm. trying to cut off Clint's neck with with his sword. Mm-hmm. I got questions about the sword. Who made the sword? Where did he get the sword from? I don't know because it's very enhanced. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't it be a real interesting plot twist if 
Clint has done so much killing over time that he just assumes he's the one that killed the tri- uh, the tracksuit mafia. And it was actually Duquesne. <gasps> because if you if he's out here killing people left and right, I'm sure at some point he lost a tally on who he was killing. He was just out here killing criminals. And it would be very easy for someone to pose as him at the same time. And we know that this man is very skilled at using the sword. That makes a lot of sense, too. I didn't think that it could be somebody else who dressed up as Ronan. But I, it feels like maybe not. Maybe Clint wouldn't know if somebody else was killing folks as a Ronan. Because you're right. What does he have to gain from killing all those people except for, you know, I guess trying to feel better about the fact that he lost his family. But mm-hmm. the caucus, whatever his name is, has everything to gain by taking out these, these rivals. Mm-hmm. That'd be very interesting twist that he was actually one doing that because I mean when I'm sitting back thinking about this these the tracksuit mafia was killed when Echo was actually pretty young no she wasn't how old was she? she was grown five years she was grown then when they they show Echo and her daddy I'm thinking about when her wrong person no her daddy was, was dead yeah, yeah, <gasps> I, I messed that up. Nah, he got he got stabbed in the same place. What, just like his um Duquesne's uncle? Yes. I'm telling you, I would I would be I would not be shocked if it was actually Duquesne who did it. He's very skilled as it is. He's just not he's not showing us yet, but we know he is. And Kate knows he is. That was the point of her doing all the fighting and then trying to hit him in the face. She wanted to prove to herself this man actually is the fighter that she thinks he is and would be responsible for killing that man. Baby, that's why he wanted the sword. Oh, God. Mm. That'll be That'll be an interesting turn of events. I'm with you. Oh, God. But... I don't know. I don't know because he was—he really was in like a. He when she when Natasha found him, he did seem like he was like in a trance, like even like he was just there with killing. Not really, but damn, that makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't even be shocked if while he was roaming, he was killing people that weren't even deserving of being dead. They were probably they may have committed crimes, but in his mind, maybe he was so such in a dark place that anyone who was bad in some type of way deserved to die because his family had to, uh, had to go. They, they went, they were poofed and all these terrible people are still out here. I mean, he could be out here just shanking folks. That to me, I feel like that would make more sense for why he felt like he was in such a dark space afterwards, because some of these people probably didn't deserve to die. But he was in such a bad space that he felt like if anyone did anything that was remotely bad, Nick, what was the point of having them around anymore? They need to go because my family did nothing and they got killed. That'll be interesting. So those we have a couple of theories. We have the Cassie Lang Pym Tech connection that is supposed to prove that she is 
um, going to be in the Young Avengers, even though we know someone she probably will be in the Young Avengers, but is it really and this moment? Also, for to carry on, to carry on, mm-hmm. everybody has been mentioned that was a Young Avenger. But she, um, she wasn't but she mentioned. Had- that was an arrow. <laughs> Listen, okay, we got Kate Bishop for Reebok, okay? Mm-hmm. We got the boys. Mm-hmm. I was about to say Bert and Ernie, but that's not their names. Um, Wicked and Speed. Mm-hmm. We've had a mention of, um, I about to call that baby Blue Patriot, but that's not his name. What's his name? It's, it's Patriot. Patriot, right. Why mm-hmm. I put Blue? But this is real name, though. Oh, Eli. Eli um, Bradley. Mm-hmm. So we've had him. Who else? Who else? That's it, right? Hold on. You, you said Wicked and Speed, mm-hmm. Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. Eli. I forgot the rebound part. <laughs> Eli. I think that was the only, it was the four, only the four kids. That's so only what that we've heard so far, right? So, bam. And we've heard connection. them announce others, but that, that's it. Pim Tech, Stinger, Connection. I know, but, that's, but her. that's not a name. Be in it. Everybody else's full name has been mentioned, and now we're just looking at an arrow. We know she probably will become a part of the, um, the Young Avengers because clearly they didn't want the other girl because they cast this other girl to be her. But um, when I'm right, you'll never. I don't. I don't understand what is going to. Are we going to? How we're going to prove it? This is what's going to happen. They're going to be in Quantumanium Mania, Mm -hmm. and we're going to see Cassie Lane making arrows to ship to Clint. Okay, I'm. We're going to have to remember this. We. (laughs) I want to see this happen. (laughs) That would be. Um. That'll be an experience. That would be an experience. So I'm right. I'm, I'm, you're never going to hear the end of it. But that's neither here nor there. You think my Pimtech stinger theory is far-fetched and like a conspiracy theory. That's fine. I'll stand on that. I'll stand on that. It is what it is. Um, I got a feeling that we're going to see Patriot again in the next Captain America movie. Yes. I think that's going to be I don't know. true official introduction. Yes, but I'm not sure if we're gonna be if it's gonna be the same boy with South. It better be. We already got our I older him kids. With freckles. He was cute. Yeah, I thought he was cool. Let me see, Elijah Richardson. Like, what's the point of going through and doing? Actually, Elijah would actually have been a good Miles Morales. Like visually, mm-hmm. he would have been a good Miles mm-hmm. Morales. Now, if he's not like. He ain't got no Latinx in him, then maybe not. But visually, he has to look. Reminds me of the version that they use for the video game. Video games? Didn't they say they wanted that little boy? Not little boy. He about a grown man now. But that little black boy from Stranger Things. Um, For who, Mouse? Mm-hmm. I think I heard that, but I don't know if that would be a good fit. I mean... I would I would like him to be um static shock. Yeah, he'd be a good well he you know what's crazy? What if he is static shock? Because I was watching, you know, TikTok as I do on my FYP page, and Marseille came up, you know, and she was doing a video with him. And then a mm. few scrolls later, he came up, right? And he had locks or what looked like locks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'll say this. When um, Michael B. Jordan was doing Killmonger, all his pictures that before it was kind of announced, he had the mm-hmm. hair. So that's a... Mm, 
Now that you mention it, I think he would be a really good choice. Now that you mention it, so hmm. But not like I said, I don't want anything less than an Afro or Latinx Afro Latinx actor to play this part. But I I don't want it to be because I know that Afro Latinos, Latinas, they all come in different shades, as dark as they could be, and then as light as they can be. Like I know they come in varying shades, so it's easy to say that anybody could be Afro Latina, Afro Latina. Latinx, what have you. But I want them, I want it to be a true, like a true Afro-Latina actress, I mean, actor, and I want it to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long I want as it's not look, like Anthony Ramos or something, I think we'll be okay. If they do that, <laughs> I know better. I was like, oh, y'all just playing in my face at this point. Which is why I even kind of understand why everybody loved Into the Spider-Verse and everybody loved the dude that played Miles. What's his name? Um, Shaheen, no. Uh, what's his name? Shamik. Shamik. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I loved his voice as Miles, but he is not Afro Latina, and mm-hmm. I could tell. And like, even like when he was speaking Spanish to his mom, it didn't sound authentic to me. Yeah, he's uh, he's Jamaican. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's probably as far as it's gonna go for him. <laughs> he gonna just be doing the animated version. But shout out to um, uh, Haley Stanfield for being in so many things and people didn't know it. Like Sis has been working it. Spider, she was in, into the Spider Verse as Gwen Stacy, which I love, and she's, she's coming back. She's now Kate Bishop. And then there's a new show on Netflix that I've been hearing a lot of amazing things for that I haven't watched yet called Arcane. She plays a character on that. I need to watch that. Apparently, it's really, really good. It's animated, and there's really good Black representation on it, and the people look Black, not like, hey, we Black, but we just going to throw on this random hair kind of thing. Like, a lot of people have had a lot of great things to say about the series. It looks like it is nine episodes, so I'll probably Arcane. Arcane. Let me put that in my notes. Yeah, it's um, it's like it's set in the League of Legends universe, which League of Legends is like a video game. So a lot of people were already a little apprehensive about watching it because it was based on a video game. But based off from what I'm reading, the series has received acclaim from critics who praises animation, story, world building, characters, and voice acting. It also set the record as Netflix's best rated show so far within a week of its premiere. Ranked number one in the top 10 charts in 52 countries. And it has already been renewed for a season two. Hmm. How you spell it? Arcane, A-R-C-A-N-E. Oh, I would have never found it, honestly. The way that I was trying to spell it, sweet baby. Mm -mm. So, So, I mean, that was basically it until they got caught in um mm-hmm. kate bishop's house um but but that clip that you showed me i watched it so you think it's yelena in that suit mm-hmm. i think okay. it's yelena in the suit and do you think that she gonna try to attack clint right on I think so. I think she's going to be coming for him. I think that that's what's going to cause more of an issue is like, okay, it's one thing for me to already have to be dealing with the the tracksuit mafia. 
Uh, I'll still have to deal with this Kate Bishop girl out here trying to do her own thing. But now I got somebody else trying to kill me, believing that I killed my best friend slash love of my life. Get out of here. That's why I think because he hasn't talked about it. That's why I think that whenever episode that she's going to be in one, Yelena's going home for Christmas and. And they're going to have a come to Jesus moment and she's going to help them get out of the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't do you. You know what? I'm wondering, do you think that she really thinks that Clint? I mean, she knows what what you call it. said, Right. Mm hmm. But she also knows Yelena. I mean, um, Natasha has talked about it. Mm-hmm. She has talked and about. She's seen that he was in the Avengers with her, so. right? So I'm wondering. I'm wondering is she gonna come at him like full throttle? Well, I think. I think this is what I'm thinking, sis Valencia, whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> she probably we didn't get to see it, but I have a feeling she was like she knows enough. To be able to pin it on him like they went they had to do this he left with her and came back alone like with no one knowing what happened when they were gone it would be easy to pin it on so i and i wouldn't be shocked throwing this out there i wouldn't be shocked if her being there actually had nothing to do with him at first she could be going there for something completely different and then happen to run into him there and and it was like okay now well all the plans i had i'm putting on hold because i need to get you together what if she was going to see the roger show and then she sees him ain't nobody gonna go see that damn show but you know what (laughs) i know valentina said did she did she like explicitly say you want to know what happened to your sister He's the reason why did she say that she he's the reason why i think she said the last person that saw her was him or something like this because to me it seems like valentina would be trying to recruit ronan honestly okay. if he was still the ronan i feel like he would be recruited or trying to get recruited all right so let's see valentina said um she said she explains that this is Yelena's chance. Oh, she specifically said, this is your chance to go after the man who killed your sister. Oh. And then she pulled out her phone and it showed a picture of Clint wearing the Ronin outfit. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. So she could be going straight there for like she might, she might be doing that. She might be coming straight for him because of Kate Bishop putting on the suit, being on TV, so people feel like the Ronin is still out there. And she's coming there to get him because of the suit. Because prior to that, nobody knew where he was. He was like, he might as well have been in the, in the Avengers Protection Agency. Because nobody knew mm-hmm. where he was. And then suddenly on the news, we have a record of Ronan being back and Yelena coming through like, I heard you bitches were looking for me. Where, here I go. Bitch, here I go. <laughs> so uh-huh. next episode is going to be very interesting if, if she's going to be there. Because I think I told you, I felt like she was going to show up in like episode four. You did say that. I mean, she has to because I ain't got but six episodes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if she don't show up, 
Soon she just not going to. Mm-hmm. I still think she going home for Christmas. What if there's a real dope fight between Kate Bishop? Well, not between, but Kate Bishop, Yelena, and Clint all fighting um, either the Swordsman or Kingpin. I want Echo. Where's she at in all this? I don't know, but I think that's what I feel like. It's going to come out that Kingpin was responsible for her dad's death. What if the Kingpin and Duquesne were working together? What if it wasn't Ronan who, it wasn't Clint who did it. Kingpin had Duquesne dress up as Ronan, attack the, the, the tracksuit mafia, kill her dad. Because like you said, there would be no reason for her to break off from the whole business unless something that she believed to be true was ended not. Up not being true. Because at that point, that meant that all of the stuff that she had been doing up until then was for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then she was believing in someone who betrayed her just to use her. Right. So I think you're on to something with that. I don't know about the Cassie Lane thing, but the, I think you're on to something when it comes to Echo. Because I'm like, I'm like, okay, they introduced her show. She didn't even know she was getting a second show. Well, she probably knows before they announced it, but she was just mm-hmm. like, I can't believe. Um, but I like her so much. I don't know what it is with me and my connection with these deaf characters, but I loved yeah. her. Yeah, she's not giving me Macari uh, energy, but I think I like where her character is a very badass character, and I like Yes. Her. She's like, she's like, I don't need none of this stuff. I don't need these things that y'all need to get through. I can handle myself very well. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. So next week, next week, we're going to have another episode of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone will bless us with some new trailers or something. Spider-Man is right around the corner. OMG. Which I need to buy my tickets. Which I am. Mm, I snatched them things up so fast. I once I found out that there was a movie theater within a mile of the hotel, I said, "Oh, we're gonna go get off that plane. We're going to the hotel. We're gonna drop our luggage off and have them put it in the back until our room is ready or something, and we're going to watch this movie." I, I, I'm not even telling my son. <laughs> He's just gonna wake up and we're gonna be like, "Get dressed." We're going to see Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's going to be so excited. Oh, it's going to be fun. So, yeah, next week, Hawkeye episode four. Is it? Yeah, episode four. We've seen yep. three so far. And uh-huh. anything else that comes through. I think I'm going to start watching the Arcane series. I'm not going to task Dove Cat with that because, you know, she doesn't do well with homework. But um, The yeah. shade mm-hmm. of it all. So we'll I don't see. like it. We will see. Well, all right, Blurds. We will talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>